Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. The fuck is wrong with you? Would you like the list numerically or alphabetically? <laughs> I mean, you come down here, fucking Eric's like looking at me while I'm saying that to you, and then he sees what atop your head. It's a do-rag. It's a don't-rag. Goddamn. What the fuck? I'm trying to be, look, he wears the stupid headgear, all right? And nobody, you don't give him shit. You you had to get shifty eyeballs at at, at Oh, I, did, I didn't at, have this on him, though. I'd have this on I, Oh, you I, just I put it on the porch. <laughs> Wait, but you got it upside down. The no. skulls are upside it. down. You have it inside out. Upside down, inside out. Look, I was cleaning up the, the back room, and I found it. And I thought, oh, I'm going to wear this. Uh, <laughs> don't. Don't. Fucking don't talk to me anymore. Beard. This is Yeah, I, I probably wore this to concerts and, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, in defense of the scruffy beard, he's getting his pirate cosplay together. Yes. And the worst part is it's going to rain this weekend, so we're not going. Oh, you bastard. It's like some... some oh, oh, no, oh. I'm not talking about Renfair. I'm talking about... Uh, Halloween. Oh, Halloween. I was talking Renfair because we're going, we were going to go this weekend, but it's it's going to be 80% chance of rain, so... Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <clears throat> but I'm still growing the mustache and, the, and that uh, middle goatee again like I did two years ago. Yeah, the greasy yeah. soul patch. Yeah. 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 Greasy. So how was your week, boys? Oh, we, I think we all got great stories to tell. I'll wait. So, so who wants to begin? Well, the first one I want to say is Eric owes me a dollar. For what? Well, I, I was listening to the last week's podcast coming in to work today. All right. And Eric says he's going to put a dollar on me to go 0-3. And, and I beat your ass. You lost to the both of us. Are you done now? No. Okay. Yes, I can be When done. we go upstairs, I'll give you a dollar. No, I think you busted. should give him, I think you should give him like maybe a dollar per point i will say because then, you, I, then I, you get point two because I, I was i got fucking scared i knew saquon wasn't gonna do shit you know i why? did because it's math. my fucking luck it's my fucking luck i thought i had such a wonderful lead on this boy and then i look at the end of the game oh like, yeah one more fucking touch and i lose oh yeah you want to fucking talk about my greatness yeah my the dallas greatness is my greatness uh no i, I benched zeke that's why i won you bench Zeke, that's why you won. No? Yeah, yeah. Cooper no. gave me more points than Zeke. Oh, stop. Cooper who? Cooper Cup. Oh, I thought you meant Cooper Rush. No, Coop, uh I don't know who you have. Oh, Amari Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. Amari Cooper. Oh, he doesn't even know his own fucking team, and you're no, giving I me co- shit. The fuck? I'm not giving you shit. I'm sitting here as an... I said he's giving me I was going to say the wide receiver for the Browns, Amari Cooper. God. But you didn't let me stutter enough. You didn't even know which Coop it was. It could have been any Coop. Cooper. Cooper Paratrooper. Could have been a Cooper chicken. Coop DeVille. See? Coop, what? There you go. Uh, well, I got I got two stories that have to deal with fucking cars again. Okay. I mean, uh, Tuesday morning, I'm driving into work. I turn on the 248 from the bridge in Lee Heighton, and <clears throat> there's three of us in line. There's a box truck in the right-hand lane. So we get in the left-hand lane. We're passing this box truck. We're doing about 60, 65. Now, by the motorcycle, the old motorcycle dealership there, the left lane goes away. Yeah. Well, some douche canoe, just as we're going up to it, decides he's going to pass me. So he is 
right to the left of me as the lane is going away, and he just turns right, thinking, I'm going to move? I fucking laid on the horn, flipped the son of a bitch off. That's where things got hairy. Oh, oh yeah. Flashing the high beams at me, getting alongside my car, spitting on my fucking car. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Telling me to pull the fuck over? That's when you waved the gun at him. Oh, I was... You don't have a... Waving guns? That's what I would do. Well, that's all I kept thinking, too. If this fucking cockbag has a fucking gun, I'm going to shit myself. But I'm like, I'm like, you're the asshole. What are you fucking pissed at me for? Mm. And then today, I'm pulling out of work onto MacArthur Road. Now, I am already have the wheels turned right, and I'm looking down MacArthur Road to see where traffic's going, Right? So a car pass goes by, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to step on the gas and pull out now. As I fucking pull out, a fucking yin-yang on a fucking skateboard was going the opposite way on MacArthur Road, right on the shoulder. I almost clipped him with my left fender. I couldn't fucking believe it. I that, wasn't even looking that way. Why would I look to the right to pull out on a fucking one-way road? I don't know. You got to be you got to be cognizant of pedestrians, though. I couldn't it's not a pedestrian if he's on a skateboard. That's a video game thing, man. That's true. That's something out of Grand Theft Auto. I could should have hit him to see if he got some points. Ah, uh, that's all I kept thinking. I mean, literally, a split second. <laughs> I mean, I, I I pulled out and I mean, he was. I was like, what the fuck? A <sighs> skateboard. Yo, I, I'm telling you, you should have gotten. You know, yo, do a kickflip, and when he stopped, beat him with the thing. Oh. <laughs> so what? What? what what's your story? <laughs> well, bro? oh boy, I get into work. I think it was two days ago. Well, I get into work. And, you know, everybody's doing their thing. As I'm walking out into the main warehouse, it's a, it's a bad smell going on. <laughs> right? I thought Joe shit himself. But I'm like, you know what? If, if he wants to marinate in that, you know what? Let him. Just, you know, if he's okay with it, I'm just not going to deal with it. Right. But, of course, Joe thought I was coming out to the, every time I come out to the printer, I was farting and walking away. <laughs> right, they were blaming you. So another, so your crop dusting. So another coworker comes out. She smells that, and it's like you know she goes out and gets another person from the other building comes in, and it's a rotten egg smell, uh-huh. which means could mean we we work with a former firefighter, could mean a gas leak. Yeah. So they evacuate the building. <laughs> Three fire trucks show up. <sighs> One of them. Ugly as sin. I don't know who picked the color of this truck. It's like baby puke. Orange. It's it's like an orange and yellow. Ugh, it's awful looking. Okay. All right. So they show up. They're taking O2 readings. We're all out in the parking lot. The whole building is out in the parking lot. They're taking O2 readings. They're taking gas readings. They can't find anything. So then the gas company shows up. <laughs> the gas company goes in. They can't find anything. So they're saying maybe it's from an overcharged battery. So now we are trying to find like anything with batteries. Yeah. And looking for the smell. Yeah. Finally, this is over an hour has passed at this point. Okay. everything. Then finally, building maintenance shows up. They were the first ones that were called. Building maintenance shows up, and they start looking around. <laughs> Here, 
Oh, boy. There are three hidden bathrooms that nobody knew about. And they were actually had pallets and boxes all in front of them. The drains had dried out. Oh, yeah. Lovely. And, and you the, were getting a sewer the smell. sewer gas was everywhere. And it was and it's like, oh, so it was someone took a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but we're like an hour went by. Yeah. For all, and then they're thinking it's a gas leak. And, you know, they're supposed to close all the and that the protocol is supposed to close all the doors and get out. Yeah. Everybody on the one side just left. Doors all open. Oh, my God. And it's like, we're just out in the parking lot. And it's like, if it, if it blows up, I'm like, what the hell? I mean, what's, I'm thinking, my first thought is like, oh, God, not this way. We're, we're, all, we're, yeah. we're standing behind your car for protection. Of all the ways to go. No, we were in the other side of the parking lot. <sighs> I, the way I figured it, even if it would have been a movie-style gas explosion, I would have been okay where I was standing. <laughs> yeah. So that so that was my wonderful adventure. And, of course, we're all talking about it. And of course, I'm telling yeah, I thought Joe shit himself. So I was just letting it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to walk out there and say, I, did you shit your pants? No, I remember. You know, it's like. <laughs> at Gilboy a couple of years ago, John, John comes into my office and he goes, I think Brian shit himself. I'm like, what do you mean? I think you might have let one rip and more came out because it freaking stinks out there. <laughs> and I go out and I'm like, man, it does fucking stink. But then it started getting worse. Here, a sewer pipe broke in the basement. <laughs> yeah, so, so. I'm like, and you thought Brian shit himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that's the first thing you think of. Oh, well, yeah, somebody gambled and lost. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you know. So, okay, I know, I know you got a story. Uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> I had something happen to me on Tuesday. <laughs> That has not happened since we were in high school. Oh, oh boy! No, I got kicked out of a out of a McDonald's. No, you got kicked out. Yes, I did. Holy shit! So I'm down in Hatboro. Oh okay. my god, it's not a local. One. <clears throat> no, I'm down in Hatboro, and uh, I might as well stop and grab me a tasty breakfast sandwich before we get things rolling, right? So I walk in, and there's nobody at the counter, as is typical for McDonald's in this day and age. Yeah. So I go to the kiosk, and I start punching in my order. I don't even have my sandwich ordered yet, and girl comes out to the counter. Oh, okay, cancel. And I say, well, cool. I get to, I'll actually get to interact with a person while I order my sandwich. Yes. While I order my breakfast. And the girl says to me, and I quote, what do you want? Ooh. <laughs> and for anybody listening who's going to doubt the validity of this story, Bill can verify that this is something that 100% will happen with me. I looked at the woman behind the counter. I said, not a thing from you, you rude fucking bitch. No, you did not. 100%. And she says, you, you, mince words. you can leave. I said, I planned on it. Fuck you. Fuck this place. And fuck your attitude. Get out! Toodles. And then I'm flipping the bird as I'm walking out over my fucking shoulder. <laughs> so, hang on. It didn't end there. I was going to say. Did they How did you, it not end there? Did, did they make you famous? No, no, no. The McDonald's skit ended there, right? Oh, I'm The McDonald's bit ended there, but I'm still... I'm still a little peckish. <laughs> he's, hung, he's hungry. <laughs> you get hungry to that. So... 
There's a Wawa right up the road. Yeah, I'll grab a quick snack and a drink. So I'm standing in line at the Wawa. <sighs> this never happens at a fucking Sheets. Oh, uh, let's not do Sheets versus Wawa. We'll have a Okay, we, we won't do that. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm standing at the Wawa. And I don't want to disparage all old motherfuckers. But there's a dude has got to be in his 70s standing there arguing over a 10-cent discrepancy in the price of his oh, cup of coffee. I can see that. Yep. Uh, I, I, I can picture I reached this. into the pocket. Oh, you're ass. <laughs> I, reached, I dropped a quarter on the counter. I said, there's 15 sex, cents extra. Get moving. <laughs> I got shit to do. <laughs> what did you say? Didn't stutter. Take the quarter. Get gone. <laughs> and the girl behind the counter says, thank you. No one has ever done something like that for me before. <laughs> You're welcome. Here, I'll even make it easy. I'll pay with the card. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's getting ornery like that now, too. Oh, my God. Oh. You know what? You know why it's a, you know, it's a Wawa thing? Because, you know, goddamn fucking Philly people. Yeah. Fucking no fucking class or well, respect. We, we were in, we were in uh, Philly yesterday. Yeah, I saw the pictures and I got confused. Me and Jesse and Alistair and the neighbor kid, Caden. Um, went down with, I got tickets from vettix.org, yeah, like I said yeah, last week, yeah. to go down to AEW Dynamite mm-hmm. at the LaCourse Center at on temp, at Temple University. Now, I've done my best to shield my boys from the ghetto. <laughs> we didn't take the turnpike down, but we did take the turnpike home. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we drove through some mm, tasty spots in... Philadelphia. Oh, boy. You ever driven to Temple University? No. You're going to go through some wonderful fucking neighborhoods. I've, I've been I've been to a couple neighborhoods in, in Philly that because they'll close a bridge or something. And when they close the bridge, they reroute you in the worst neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, now I got like we stopped uh, before we got to the. Uh, before we got to the venue, we stopped to grab something to eat. Yeah. Stopped at a, a you know, just KFC, grab something. It was, you know, KFC is not the greatest, but it wasn't even very great for K- or very, very good for KFC. Yeah. What KFC pissed today. me, what pissed me off was not a mile up the road was a Popeye's in a strip mall in a shitty neighborhood. Oh, you know, that was fucking banging. <laughs> yeah. Because Jesse and I, Jesse and I have a theory that the worse the neighborhood, the better the Popeye's. We've tested. Uh, We've tested it in in a few bad neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't care for Popeyes. In oh, I love it. I love oh, Popeyes. Popeyes good. It's much better. Much better than KFC. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I had. Right. I had it in MacArthur, and it was like, nah. Well, the the one in MacArthur is kind of mid. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. mid. Um, all right. Let me put this one to you. Popeyes or uh, Chick Fil A. Well, Popeyes. Hundred percent. I, 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 I think Chick Fil A is even worse. Popeyes, but no, the Chick Fil A that that their their uh, spicy chicken sandwich deluxe is, is freaking bomb. It's I love. First off, waffle, waffle fries are shit. I hate. Thank you. Fries. I always get mac and okay. cheese. I can't stand the waffle fries. Waffle fries are shit. They are. For one, and they're like freaking soggy. Like you can fill yeah, them to a wall been, and stick. I bit. That's pickles. I've been to, <laughs> and that's a, on a yeah. window. I've been. I've been to the one in Allentown twice, because. People want to go there for lunch. Yeah. And twice I was disappointed. Yeah. What'd you get? 
Uh, well, the waffle fries. They suck. And I think I did get a spicy chicken and was not impressed. Oh. Yeah, I'm not impressed with it either. Yeah, the deluxe comes with uh, cheese, pickle, tomato, and lettuce. Yeah, I See, just... now, if, I, if I'm going to do that, right? Yeah. I, oh, if I can't find a Popeye's, because I, you know, I normally don't get a chicken sandwich. Yeah. I, I don't want one. But if I'm in the mood for a chicken sandwich and I can't find a fucking Popeye's, you know where I'll go before I will go to uh, Chick-fil-A? Where? If there's one available, I'll go to a Sheets. I'll get a spicy chicken sandwich with pepper jack cheese, mayo, tomato, and pickles. Fantastic. Yeah, I usually get, uh, I would get a chicken sandwich from Wawa, and then I would put Tabasco on it. Yeah. And I would bring my own spicy mustard, because you can't, when you order at Wawa, God forbid, listen, I don't want a fucking gallon of mustard on my sandwich. (laughs) Just a dollop, little fucking dollop. But you either get none or the whole fucking container. True. True. And it's like I saw I would bring my own Tabasco sauce and mustard into work. I get the chicken sandwich and then I'll make the rest of it myself. Oh, geez. Uh, I got to go to Lancaster tomorrow. I'm jealous. Why? Fucking Amish, man. Amish. Yeah, I'm going to get. I know I'm going to get stuck behind a horse and buggy at least once tomorrow. Uh, when it lean out the window, you fucking rock! <laughs> hey, nah, let's get done. Anyway, oh god. So yeah, uh, that was that was my uh, I I I'm 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 48 fucking years old. I'm too old for this shit to get what, thrown out to, to be getting thrown oh, out yeah, of yeah. establishments. I forgot you're younger than me. <laughs> I'm I'm too old to be getting thrown out of establishments. Yeah, but that, but in fairness, though, I think I mean, were you thrown out or did you walk away? Was, I was to get out because yeah, but you already had decided to leave. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. Next time I'm in Hatboro, I'll go back in. It's and like see when if I, they fucking remember me. There yeah, you go. It's like when I put my two week notice in at Hobbin, you know, and then they fired me. It's like, well, honestly, I kind of quit first. I mean, you know, but, you, you but, can't fire a guy after they put in their two-week notice. Well, they can. Yeah, did they you, can, and they did, but... But did they let you collect? No. You should have sued. No, I went right to the new job. Oh, okay. I could I could have given... I honestly could have gave a shit about that place. Yeah. What Hobbin. place? Hobman. It was um, in Jim Thorpe. That's where they built the choo-choo packs. The what? You know the, when you have a, a model train? Yeah. And it, how the train goes faster or slower? Yeah. They built them there for um, MRC. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fuck them. They also had the plastic, the resin, the the, the mold injection for the uh, Stargate movie. We were building the Anubis figures and the Raw figures. Oh, nice. Yep. Hmm. Still never seen the movie, but <laughs> I might have seen that one. We, uh, we had the... Uh, Opening weekend of the haunted house this past weekend had a few good had a few uh, good guests. All right, had a few good guests. Uh, we had to have one group ejected. What they do? Well, um, well, they came through first time as uh, they they did the regular haunt. All right, and they were acting like fucking dickheads during that, and they were warned about it several times. Then they came through again as a blood experience group. This was the kids. No. Jim, at your age, everyone's kids. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, it was, <laughs> they were younger than us, but not kids. They were grown-ass adults. Um, but they came in, like, they came into my room, 
And they started acting a fool. And I told them, I said, look, fucking stop. I broke character. Fucking stop. Or, or you're gone. And I have two girls in the room right next to me, mm-hmm. in, the, in the mannequin room. Yeah. One of the girls in the room that night is a minor. All right. So I sent them through the stone hallway. I quick go through my, like, the, the, uh, the barricaded door. Hey, watch this neck. Be careful of this next group. I will be watching. They're acting. They're acting up. I will be watching. And then I got Earl down there to, you know, keep an eye on them. And, uh, so they went through and they started, they're acting a fool. And then, uh, they ended up getting thrown out outside shortly after your room. Well, actually what confused me, I guess, I guess what happened is I, I didn't know what happened. Well, and they were they were fine in my room. They were absolutely fine. And then Earl came in and said to the lady, you do that one more time, you're out of here. And yeah. I found out she was trying to take pictures. Well, that's not what... Uh, I know. She, they, they laid somebody out. They knocked somebody the hell over. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then they go out of my room, and I'm waiting for the next group to come in, and I hear, what you gonna do? I'm like... Oh, yep, what the that, fuck just happened? Yep. Uh, two guys, two girls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got thrown out. They got thrown out. Um, yeah, they had started, they had come through earlier as a, reg, uh, as a regular haunt and then came through a second time as a blood experience and started, and they decided to, uh, to up the ante of their dumb fuckery. Yeah. Here's a public service announcement. When you come to the halls of horror, come to have a good time, not to act like a dickhead. Please, don't don't act up. Don't act up. Yes. Nobody there is going to hurt freely you. Freely allowed to act like a dickhead in the confines of your own fucking house. Right. Nobody in nobody in in the haunted house is going to hurt you. You know that's not what we're there to do. We're there to entertain you, and we're there to you know like we might push your boundaries a little bit. You know we might get a little physical with you, but nobody's going to hurt you. Tyler pushed more than my boundaries. <laughs> Tyler put Tyler might have pushed in your colon. He yeah. got three knuckles deep. Well, there you go. <laughs> he made honey babies with Jesse this week, this past weekend too. He made honey babies with Jesse. But uh, uh, yeah, Jesse and Alistair and Caden came through on Friday night. Yeah. And I got to I got to throw my youngest son against the wall and put a straight razor to his face. So that's always a good time. <laughs> and then um, I got to grab Caden. And try to pull him through the trap door in my room, mm-hmm. screaming, "Give me that ginger bitch!" <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, he left my room and he he's telling your two sons, oh, "I think I got cum in my ear." I'm like, "Hell, that's not the first time." <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Oh, Bill, it was bad. I was I was able to go full nasty on a whole lot of people. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I Jim, think I might take. I'll take Ryan through like uh, when he's thirteen. Yeah, I wouldn't go yet, just yet. <laughs> Um, so last night, uh, we were, like I said, we were in Philadelphia for AEW Dynamite. Um, wow. We went off on a tangent. You didn't even get to the, you didn't even get to the wrestling show. I did. I, I, I do got to say, uh, I watched a little bit of the broadcast from last night because mm-hmm. it was a live show. I watched a bit of the broadcast today. Um, AEW's production crew did a really good job of making a smaller arena. Mm-hmm look 
pretty big. Yeah. Because the LaCourse Center is not a big arena. It's where right. the Temple Owls play basketball. Right. Um, it's not a it's a beautiful arena, beautiful beautiful venue, mm-hmm. but um, not very big and like a good section of the upper seating bowl was empty, mm-hmm. and not just on the hard cam side. Okay, a uh, good section of like like for for a good section of a uh, good portion of the night, our section was fairly empty. Oh wow, um, but. AEW did put on a pretty good show last night. They uh, opened up with the Jericho Appreciation Society celebrating Chris Jericho's <laughs> win of the Ring of Honor World title. And I don't know if it's a real turn or if it's going to be a swerve, but they teased Daniel Garcia leaving the JAS and yada, yada, yada. It's a good show. Uh, we got to see John Moxley wrestle last night. MJF cut a hell of a promo, which he always does. Um, before, before they, before dynamite went on the air, they did a, they played a pre-tape and they fucked up and played it three times, (laughs) (laughs) like right back to back to back to back. They did a pre-tape. They played a pre-tape that MJF did. Yeah. Cutting down Philadelphia. Right. Of course he's from New York cutting down the Phillies singing the Mets fight song of all teams. The Mets. Yes. Wearing a Mets Jersey. And he had the Mets jersey on when he came out. It was great. Um, and talking about how the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to beat the Eagles this week and oh yada, God. yada, yada. Philly, you ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, dude, typical MJF stuff. Uh, MJF's promo was great. Him and like they're setting up a match with him and Wheeler Yuta yeah. for next week. It's going to be really good. Um, how were your seats? They were. There's not a bad seat in the LaCorse Center. There's not a bad seat. Um, I mean, next, next time, if I can't, I, I wouldn't be, a I wouldn't be opposed to spending some money and buying better tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was up in the second section. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a little bit smaller than PPL center. Okay. Uh, it's smaller than PPL center, but it's a nicer, it's a, like it's a really nice arena. Wow, you, I can't believe it's that small for the temple owls. Yeah. Basketball. Cause they're usually you know, contenders. Well, they haven't been in even the, in well, the, the elite eight in a while. Yeah. But, um, what I did get to see a cool piece of Pomerden history in the venue. Oh yeah. Yes. Bill Milkvie's number is retired at temple university. Oh damn. Yep. The owl without a vowel. Who's that? Bill Milkvie is a graduate of Pomerden high school. Okay. His brother, uh, was also, uh, played basketball for the Temple Owls, yeah. and he was the dentist, one of the dentists here in town, Doctor Bob Milkvie. I got you, uh, Bill Milkvie. His number is retired at Temple. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yep, I got to see. I got to see that banner hanging. Uh, really cool venue. Really cool. Um, you know, good show. I got to see. I got to see Vicky Guerrero before the show. Oh, nice. Yep. Uh, I got to see Vicky Guerrero. I bought my bought my FTR shirt. All right. Uh, Caden bought, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the acclaimed shirt and he wore it today when he went to the gym and he wondered why people looked at him funny when he walks into the gym. He's wearing a, sh- the fucking crickets fucking are back. That? I don't fucking believe it. The crickets are back. Just one of them. Yeah. We'll deal with it. <laughs> um, but, uh, Caden walks into the gym and he's got his new shirt on. 
And it's a t. He wonders why people are looking at him funny. And the T-shirt says, "Oh, scissor me, daddy." <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he wonder why people were looking at him funny. Well, the acclaim. Their thing is scissor me, daddy ass, and because their manager is badass Billy Gunn. Okay. So they like they'll take their fingers like scissors. Yeah. And jam them together. Scissor me, daddy ass. And the best part is one of the members of the acclaimed is openly gay. Oh Jesus Christ! That's just... yeah. Anthony Bowens is open openly yeah, gay. But just the fact that he just wears that is like, did, 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 does the kid know? Yeah. Caden thought it was funny, and then he also he also bought uh, an M, a signed MJF figure. Signed. Yeah. Signed by who? MJF. By who? Honestly, it, the way MJF with his, is... With his MJF, you never yeah. know. The way it's... With MJF, he would have someone else sign it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and before before uh, Dynamite went live, uh, we had a Danhausen match. Okay. A dark a dark match. Yeah. And it was, it was for the, one of the YouTube channel, one of the YouTube shows. Cool. Um, it was the, the factory, QT Marshall and his crew... Against the best friends, Rocky Romero, and the very nice, very evil one, Danhausen. Mm. <laughs> and the place fucking blew up for Danhausen. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's going to. I mean, he puts butts in seats. Yeah, every, yeah, every, yeah, keister every 18 inches, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, it, was a, it was a good night. Uh, kudos to the, AEW, uh, to the AEW crew for putting together a good show. Right. Um, we did leave early. Um, cause the way that AEW does their tapings is the first hour and hour and change will be matches for dark. Right. And elevation, which are their YouTube shows. Then they'll do the two hour live dynamite. Right. And then after that, they'll tape stuff for rampage, which is the Friday night show. Okay. Um, we didn't stay for the rampage stuff. I had to drive home. I was tired already. Oh, I bet. Yeah, live, live shows are confusing because of all, like WWE, they tape for two shows and play for one. Yeah. And then it's like, but the angles are doing for the one show at the end are supposed to be for the show before that. Well, it was even worse back. So in, things just get confusing. <laughs> it was even worse back in the day when they were taping at like the Hamburg Fieldhouse and Ag Hall because they would tape six weeks of TV at a shot. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. But then you'd had no main event matches on those on those shows yeah you wouldn't like like you never saw bob backland on them fucking shows you know and if you did it was an interview you know that's why i love i love saturday night's main event too that was a great yeah they would just take shows from everywhere and say oh now we're gonna see one with the bulldog you know it's like that whatever they would take good stuff though Uh, um next time they come around i'm I'm, i I will definitely look into the the vet text thing again. Um, really good show. I was, I was, I had a really good time. Yeah, good. I had a good time. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys got planned for? Like anything interesting coming up? Ryan have a football game this weekend? Yeah, it's parents appreciation on Sunday. Ah. So we get to walk on the field, and uh, we still don't know what we're supposed to wear. I don't know if it's supposed to be like you know we're. What? No, I don't know if we're supposed to dress nice. Don't wear the do rag. Or dress in my in my jersey, or I can I can dress in my Dallas jersey. I would. I would. You do you have a uh, bombers thirty eight jersey? Yeah, 
Then I would wear that. that. Yeah. Right, but not if everyone's not wearing them. So fuck what? Em. You not do you, fu- boo. Not fuck them. Will you? Fuck them. Well, if I want to do me, I dress in my full pirate gear. Well, then do it. I can't do it. You Why got, not? You got no balls. Yeah. Oh, that. Speaking of which, no balls. No, no, no. I just. It's a segue into his last game last week against East Stroudsburg Cavaliers. Uh huh. Now you know East Stroudsburg. They take football seriously. Yeah. These kids. Oh no. First off, well, not, the dirty tackles notwithstanding, uh-huh. every tackle was a running bulldog. You know, grab uh-huh. around the head and just take them down. Really? The, before the game even started, the one kid threw a football tee at the referee and hit him. The referee turned around, acknowledged it, and then did nothing. All right? Whoa. Yeah, I mean, these kids were, yeah, these kids were like stepping on ankles. I mean, it was like, yeah, what they, the fuck? They were like the Ric Flair of of like of of like like uh, booster pee- leagues, a, yeah, Pee Wee Sports. A, yeah, it's like you know, are you are you sure you weren't playing the juvies? Well, yeah, we got two guys behind us that were yelling the entire game, yelling from Stroudsburg. Yeah, and basically, you know, every play against our team was easy. You know, it's like when they're backing up for punts, it's like they can't kick that far. You know, you're messing up the, the recipe. It's like, oh, my God, just everything. These guys were just shouting. And it was like, oh, the final straw came when we were getting beaten hard. We got a touchdown. So the Palmer and parents were all cheering and happy. Yeah. The one East Stroudsburg guy told us to shut up. He did not. Yep. And that fired up a few people on our side. I hope somebody said something so, to him. No, nobody. Said, well, I think his wife said something to him, and he quick put his hat on and sat down. You know, like I didn't say nothing. Well, right. Well, then later on, we got another touchdown. Right. Here's me saying a lot of, "Am I allowed to cheer that one? Is that okay?" Nice. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> nice. He, he didn't even acknowledge me. Well, the one uh, Jesse's freshman year of high school, he wanted to play football. Yeah. Okay, and this was before Jesse hit his growth spurt. Mm-hmm. So, and you knew, you know, Jesse was always an undersized kid. I guess. Um, well, they had a scrimmage against Jim Thorpe. Okay. Preseason, and a kid from Jim Thorpe, away from the play, hit Jesse twice. Ooh. I mean, railed him. Oh. Railed him. I came down out of the stands. Oh, boy. I came down out of the stands, and I start yelling at the referee. You know, well, if it was a game, I'd call it. I said, you set the fucking precedent now. Mm-hmm. That you set the precedent now. Yeah. That that shit does not go. And then I looked over. I pointed to the, to the Jim Thorpe co- coaches, right? To the Jim Thorpe coaches. I said, and I started applauding. Great sportsmanship you're showing your kids, you fucking jerk off. And with that, the athletic director of Pomerton High School asked me to leave. Um, oh, I knew where it was going before yeah. it ended. I, I knew. Another good football. This is what did Jesse tell you that he saw us at the game? Yes. Did he say what happened? Well, with the uh, with the uh, with Ryan. No. Okay. Whereas he's sitting across the aisle and one row down. Right. So he's right there. Right. So Ryan, we're like giving Ryan money to go get his food. Right. 
and telling him what we want and everything. He Ryan wants food, so I was like, okay, but while you're going down, get this and give me this and give me this. <laughs> the poor right? kid can't right. carry it all. Well, he yeah, he's fine. He starts running down the stairs, right? And I I go, Ryan, 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 come here, come here. Come oh here, yeah, come he here, did come tell here, me about come that. Here, come here, come here, come here. He comes all the way back up. What? How far do you think you'd be if I wouldn't have called you back? Oh, nice. And all the parents around me start like laughing at this. Jesse turns around, looks at me. You're a real shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> I love that kid. Oh. Well, he said it for Ryan. That's but, all I got to oh, say. But all the parents were like, oh, yeah. my God, I can't believe he just did that. Oh. And the best part is most of the parents don't know that Jesse knows you. And he yeah. called you a shit bag like that. <laughs> and they're probably thinking, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? Yeah. Uh. That, was, that whole thing, the whole thing. And Ryan took it in stride. Well, Ryan, Ryan knows you yeah, are a shitbag. Ryan, Ryan took it in stride. Yeah, he knows you're a dick. And he, he just turned around and went. Oh, I got to tell you what, I got to tell you about the other shit show that happened for, to me this week. Um, my chest freezer shit the bed. Really? Yeah. My chest freezer crapped out. Okay. Um, luckily, I was able to save a good portion of the like actual meat. Yeah. Anything processed? Gone. Really? Yeah. All the, all the dismembered hikers? Gone. Gone. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm and, and, tr- and ha- hiking season is almost over. I can't replenish that so easy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we ended up throwing away three garbage bags of oh, food. Oh, shit. No. Yep. I mean, like, Missy, because Missy had just gone shopping. Oh, jeez. And she she stocked up on the stuff that the boys make like after school and whatnot. Yeah, you know, devour meals and yeah, yeah, hungry yeah. mans and shit like that. And we ha- and stuff that she makes on Tuesday nights when I'm not here and I to cook. Mm-hmm. And Friday and Saturday nights when I'm not here to cook. Right, fucking three garbage bags of food gone. And then this morning, Alistair goes out to make a hot pocket. <laughs> the fucking microwave shit to bed. No, Mom, Mom, I can't make my hot pocket. Yep, he wanted to make. He wanted. He, yeah, you want to make a hot pocket? He blasted that some bitch for like four times in the microwave, and it was still frozen. He could have put it in the oven. He could have, but why do that? But it, so, so I ended up stop. I ended up stopping at Target on the way back from my doctor's appointment, grabbing a new microwave. But uh, I, I, I'm shopping around for a new chest freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't. That didn't make me you happy. Know, when, you, well, when you said that, I got to thinking of something. What is it? Is it hungry man's or hungry men? Hungry man. No, no, no. The, would the plural of a hung, plural what? of hungry man dinner be hungry mans or hungry, or hungry men. men? I knew right what he was talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, that's that because that, when he said they hungry mans, we got yeah, but it doesn't sound right. I know it doesn't. I'm gonna... <laughs> Depends where you're at. Put an S at the end. Mans of it. doesn't work though. No. Come get your mans. Come get your hungry mans. <laughs> but yeah. That was, uh, that was, you know, it was a shit show. Oh, man. Fucking shit show. Not to worry you, but bad things happen in threes. Yeah, I'm afraid to, t- I'm afraid <laughs> to take a piss. It's okay. It's okay. We, we, we re- just replaced our toaster. Uh, okay, there we go. Um, I did. I had a doctor's appointment today. I had my, fo- I had my follow-up with my, with uh, the wonderful Dr. DiMaggio from the St. Luke's Vascular Center. Yes. Um, everything's good. Right. I don't have to go back for six months. Good. Yeah. Go back in six months for another uh, for another do- Doppler. 
Cool. But yeah, everything. He's like, you look great. Uh, everything you hold up nice. Wait, wait, wait. He said that to you? Yes. Great. From what I look like. Did we put when we met? Oh, okay. okay. If you compare it to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, uh, I, you, you I look showed, like a sack of shit. But I, showed, I guess he, he can't I, say that. To I you. also showed him a picture of the three of us. He said, "You look great compared to them two fuckwits." Uh, hey, no, that I, now that's a lie. That's a lie. I can tell. No, can, you know, this is why the crickets here, Pinocchio. <laughs> this is why the crickets here. <laughs> I don't it's have your, a conscience. It's your fucking con- no, that's your conscience. I don't have a conscience. You, stop telling lies. No. <laughs> I think that's a lie from your mouth. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay, boys. So we uh. I uh, made mention last week about. You lost your note. You had a note. I got the homework. Okay. What homework? Oh, no. He's winging it. Uh, whatever. Winging what? If we were going to do a tribute band. Oh, would... shit. You fucking dolt. You even had on the thing. It's like, well, you mean like Led Zeppelin? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh? It was a It was a dumbass. Yeah, that's what a tribute band is, you moron. It's like. I need to go. I need to look at the text to see how dumb he sounded. No, <laughs> no, go on. You know what? I'm not even gonna. Say, I I would normally start with Jim because I like to go. Don't start with me. Uh, start with Bill. I, I, I'm going to. Yes. You, well, here's what I did for my criteria. You got a fucking piss flap to my left and well, a heave no, a hava to my right. Hang on, I'm to your right, you asshole. Well, you might be a heave a hava. All right. Anyway, now. The criteria of a good tribute band. Uh-huh. One, it has to be someone who really doesn't play either live anymore or has really lost all the shine off their doorknob. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Motley Crue. Right. Motley Crue. That's why Motley Crue, Kiss, and Roses. ACDC, all them bands have tribute acts. Correct. Because they're not as good as they were in their heyday. Correct. And that's where people want to see them in their heyday. Correct. So yes. you go see a tribute act. Except for Mini Kiss. That's weird. Okay. So that was my... You got a thing against little people? No, no. I just can't believe they got four little people that were talented enough musicians in each of those roles I that think, agreed to play as Kiss. I don't think they play. I think they lip sync. I think it's all mimicked. Manila Vanilli got fucking ousted for that shit. Now let's... <laughs> okay. So that was my criteria in creating what I think would be a great tribute band. Okay. So the first one I have is Aerosmith. Okay. And the and the name is always the name is always important. It has to be something that the fans like a wink wink. I know what you're talking about, but also a cool sounding name. Okay. The name of the Aerosmith tribute band, Critical Mass. There you go. See that? Deep cut. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aerosmith fans know that. Another one I have. Okay. Okay. Is there's a lot of 80s tribute bands out there. Yes. Depending on if you like pop, hair metal, whatever. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of 90s. Okay. 90s tribute band. Mm-hmm. And the name of it, you'll love this, Frustration Incorporated. Frustrated Incorporated. Yeah. Put me sound? out of my misery. Oh, Soul Asylum. Yes. yes. And it and it perfectly encapsulates that idea at the time. Yes. That's a, that you know what? I applaud you. That was a good one. Okay. I applaud you. You okay. actually put thought into it. I this. did. Now now they're they they're, you know, they're still a bit better. Another band that we're never going to see live again. Uh-huh. And never fell out of their heyday, but you're not going to see them live again. Motorhead. That was one of mine. At coming up with a name 
for the band. That was the tough part. I think I came up with a good name for a Motorhead tribute band. Okay. Bomber One. I was, you know what? My, like, what I said, what I had a few names for my, like, what I would call my Motorhead tribute. I wouldn't go Bomber. I wasn't, Bomber was going to be one of them. I liked Bomber, but I thought I wanted to have that Murder One vibe in there. Yes. Murder One was actually one of my other names. Yeah. So I kind of combined them. But I think there is a Motorhead tribute band called Bomber. There, pro- there probably there is. is, but uh, yeah, I like I thought of Bomber and Murder One. Murder yes. One, for those that don't know, Murder One was the name that Lemmy had on his n- number one amp head. Yeah, on that on that yeah. customized Marshall JCM eight hundred. Yeah. Now my last two, I know I hit it out the park. These last two are like really kind of iffy. You did. They're really iffy, but I'm hoping that that you guys like them because one tribute band that probably exists that I know you've seen, but I don't think people can have seen like a full is Frank Zappa. Yes. Okay. But what do you name a Frank Zappa band? And it's not the best name, but it's something that was like just kind of marketable. Mustachios wild. There you go. Or, you know, or, or it's you, zany. It's, it's, oh it's Zappa, you know, um, or you, you call the, call your Zappa tribute, shake your booty. There, yeah, that would work as well. But I think uh, shake your and that's why I said you needed bands that. Or how about the Thingfish? That would work too. Yep. Hmm. Now, now the last one was the first one I thought of when we started doing this list. Okay. So this was the one that's been on the list for now two, almost a week. Okay. And only because I wanted to use the name. Basically, it would be a typo tribute band. Okay. But if you want to play Joy Division and Bauhaus, you can as well. Yes. Now, and I wanted to use this name just because I I, I, I love the name in general. <laughs> the name of the band would be called Dracula Biscuits. Okay. The reasoning, yeah. The Dracula Biscuits is the slang name for goth women. Yeah. And, and not a lot of, yeah. Really? It, that is what, like, like you would have Valley Girl and goth chicks are called Dracula Biscuits. We're... Where did you hear? Where did you learn this? It's one of those things you just kind of pick. It's that bar trivia shit you pick up over time. Yep. Dracula biscuits. If you search that on the internet, you will come up with tons of goth women. Yes. And as much as it's, it's probably I just to have that name on a billboard. (laughs) Oh my god. Yes, that's what. Yes, and yes, I did homework. I thought about this long and hard. Typo. No, that was slow, deep, and hard. Slow, deep, and hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna. You got anything, Jim? You can go. Okay. <laughs> well, like I said, one of the ones that I came, that I thought of, and I've wanted to do this for years, and you know, I, I, finding a few like-minded dudes to do it has always been the hard part. I've always wanted to do a Motorhead tribute. Mm. Um, you know. Because I would, I would totally grow the Lemmy stash. I'd even go so far as to glue two Cocoa Pups to my face for shows. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're half there with the beard now. All you got to do is shave it and just trim it. And yeah. And, well, I would have to grow out the chops and yeah. connect everything. Well, no, you don't have to do that. If you cut it down the middle right, you could just, like, glue these up. No, I don't want to do that. I want to do it <laughs> proper. Until they grow in. Jesus Christ. Um, well, that's what they make grease paint for. Um I've always wanted to do a Motorhead tribute mm. because 
I, I, I love me some Motorhead. Uh, and there's so many great songs that you can absolutely do an entire evening of Motorhead's music and not bat an eye. Yeah. Oh, my God. The best part of a Motorhead is that you can bring up a set. You could do the different set list every night. Yes. And it'd still be a great set yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one that I, uh, and actually Brad, the guitar player from Red Shirt, Black Shirt, and I had talked about this, um, not like doing it, doing it, but we had in jest was kind of an overall Glenn Danzig tribute. Ooh. From the Misfits to Sawin to Danzig. Wow. Yes. And like I brought this up, I said said to Brad about doing it. He's like, "What's your ten song list?" Like, Jeez. oh fuck, I never even thought of that. Oh well, uh, <laughs> but I I went with some deep cuts on it because I didn't go I didn't go right away to Twenty Eyes and things like that by the Misfits. I went to Bullet, Who Killed Marilyn, London Dungeon. Oh, I love Boy. London Dungeon. Good stuff, and. uh I thought of a name for it too, "Dirty Black Summer." That'd That's, be a good that one. That is a good one. Yeah, one of my favorite Danzig songs. Yeah, I love that song. Uh, in fact, that was how this how this whole conversation with Brad and I started. He just randomly sent me a link to Dio's "Holy Diver" video. Uh huh. Okay. And I, I watched it, of course, again for about the billionth time, <laughs> and I'm like. I text back to Brad. I said, such a great song. And the video is just cheesy 80s goodness. Mm, it is. And I said, here's one for it you. Is. And I text, I sent him a link to the video for Dirty Black Summer. Yeah. Because he's a huge Danzig fan. Mm-hmm. And then he se- sends me a picture. Look what I just got. A limited edition vinyl of Danzig 3 of How the Gods Kill. Oh, it's, wow. that's a good album. Great fucking record. Um, it's between that and Lucifuge as my two favorite Danzig albums. Yeah, they're both with wait Danzig just Danzig albums. Yeah, yeah, definitely Lucifuge or How the Gods Kill. Yeah, those are my two favorite Danzig albums. Um, if you want to throw Glenn's entire catalog and body of work in there, I would have to throw Legacy of Brutality in there somewhere too, and Walk Among Us. If you go for his entire discography, my favorite Glenn Danzig piece. Is Black Aria. Oh, the first Black Aria. Yes. That is I don't think I ever heard that. Yeah, it is that it is like it's an instrumental album, but it's a concept album based on um Lucifer's uh Fall from Heaven. Yes. Okay. And, and it's all instrumental. Yeah, all instrument it's almost like I don't know I don't know if he's it's not opera. What's that style of music that it's I don't know what you would call it. Yeah, but if you listen to it, it's like that orchestral you know, like big swelling. I mean, and it's just very atmospheric. Yeah. Atmospheric is the best way to put it. I mean, just, and you can listen to it front to back and you know, it's like the fall of the rebel angels. And when the Nephilim were, were being born and all that story from Genesis and knowing that whole story from Genesis, it's such a beautiful piece. Yeah. Yeah, that was that one came after Black Acid Evil, I believe. I think so. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around that time frame. Yep. So we're talking mid nineties. Because I, I bought it thinking it was a new Danzig album, and when I listened to it, there's it like it's just like oh, it's all a whole instrumental. It's, yeah, it's not a Danzig album. It no. is. It's Glenn. Well, it's, no, it's, it's Glenn Danzig. It's a Glenn Danzig it. album. Yeah, it's not a Danzig album. 
but Glenn Danzig made it. Okay. Now, in fact, it was released as Glenn Danzig Black Aria. Yeah. Not you know not the name yeah, yeah, yeah. Danzig. Yeah. But that's like I mean the first Danzig album mm-hmm. was actually supposed to be a Sawin record. Yep. Hmm. You know because and and Erie Vaughn would was just brought into Sawin as the new bass player. Yep. Chuck Biscuits had been playing drums for Sawin. And the only new guy in the band was John Christ. Yeah, and the, that Chris Salas skull that's been so yes. dancing was on November Coming Fire. Yes. You know. Which was technically the last Samhain record. Yeah. There was initially... Like, yeah, it was like Carnivore going into Typo. It's like, it's the same band. Yeah. We And, and London going into The Priest. Right. It's, it's the, the same, same band. band. Did we just change the name? What Carnivore was a lot... Carnivore was heavier, but yeah. if you listen to Car, if you listen to the last Carnivore album and then the first Type O album, yeah, it, it, there's the roots are still there. Yeah, he didn't get really dark and brooding until Bloody Kisses. Bloody Kiss, Bloody Kisses, and that was the one that just put him into like you know all the Munsters fans love you now. Yes, <laughs> but if you listen to the last Carnivore record and Slow Deep and Hard, yeah, you could tell. There's a lot of synergy. It's, yeah, there. it's just a progression. Yeah, it's it, 100% yeah. progression. But like, it's almost like if you went from like what Pantera power metal. Yes, to Cowboys. Know, to Cowboys. You can hear the progression. But if you go Cowboys to Southern Trend, I mean, to when you get to the Southern Trend kill, the progression is too far removed. Right. Even if you go from power metal to uh, reinventing the steel, mm-hmm. the, the the progression is, it, it's it's like a wholesale change. There's not that progression that you got going to Cowboys, to Vulgar Display, then to Reinventing the Steel. Mm-hmm. Or no, Far Beyond Driven. Yeah, Far Beyond Driven, then Trend Kill. Yep. But yeah, there's so much. Uh, I You know what? I've, I've seen a couple of Pantera tribute acts out there. Mm. There's one based yeah, in Pennsylvania. They're called Pantera. Pantera? Pantera. Okay, I like the pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. G- I give the pun some props. I'll, g- I'll give them some props. Um, being a big Dimebag Daryl fan, mm-hmm. it's it's the same reason I will not go see an Aussie tribute. I will pick an Aussie tribute apart. Aussie tribute. Whoa, what do you think of the Pantera reunion? Well, if you're going to do it with anybody... Zach Wilde is the guy to do it. Okay. Um, and you can never go wrong with Charlie Benante playing drums. People are losing their minds. Well, here's the thing that people need to understand about this. Um, since Vinny, since Vinny's death, okay, Rita Haney, Dime's widow, mm-hmm. and Rex and Phil have buried the hatchet. To the point where Rita is allowing Zach to take Dimes' gear out on this really? tour. And Dimes' guitar tech is going out on the tour to make sure that... The sound that, is there. That Zach has the right sounds. If you're going to do it, there's only one guy to play guitar, and it's fucking Zach Wild. And I'm not mad at it. I'm really not. Yeah, a lot of people are out there losing their minds. Well, the I'm thing like, is... Fucking A, what are you going to do? You, you, you can't bring these people back from the dead. If if Vinny were still alive, 
okay? If Vinnie Paul were still alive, I don't think it would have happened. Because I don't think Vinny would have buried the hatchet with Phil. Got you. Rita did. Okay. Dimes, Dimes Widow did. And I guess the, the hatchet had been buried between Rex and Rita for a while. Mm-hmm. But not so much Phil. Yeah. Because Phil was really the instigation behind all of the bad feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but fuck, man. If Rita can forgive and allow this to happen. Yeah. And give her blessing to it. Dude, you're nothing more than a fan of the fucking band. Just don't buy a ticket then. If you if you feel that strongly about it, just yeah, yeah. ignore don't it. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Speaking of like Pantera, but in cleaning up that back room, yeah. I unearthed all of my guitar magazines from the 80s and early 90s. Oh my God. And I started getting lost. I had to stop myself. I have the magazine where uh, Hager joined Van Halen. Nice. I have an 86 guitar magazine with Metallica, James, and Kirk on the cover. Nice. When, you know, in 86, they were just, they were just, you know, really kind of getting there. Do you remember the stack of guitar for the practicing musician and guitar world I had in my bedroom? Yeah. Stacks. (laughs) Multiple. Stacks. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! And I, 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 I unearthed. I got Metal Edge, Guitar World, um, Guitar for the Practicing Music, and all these. It's like, oh my god! And I'm just the cover. The covers alone. Like I have one from like the late '90s. Uh huh. And they're talking about these new bands, Corn, and yeah, <laughs> and it's like, and how they're and Limp Biscuit, and how they're taking metal in a different direction. Yes. And I'm thinking, and it's like the articles are just fabulous. It's like to get. Um, now perspective on what was new. Yeah. And, and uh, since we, since we were talking about them, another great thing in that treasure trove you on, you yeah. unearthed is going back and seeing a young, clean shaven, teased haired, clean cut. Yes, I have the guitar world with him, with his, um, a clean shaven. He looks like a blonde male model oh my with, God. His, with his guitar slung over his shoulder. Yep. And I guarantee you that anybody looking at that, if I would ever get in a situation where I would be able to get Zach Wall's autograph, that's the magazine I'm taking. And you know what? Zach would laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I did that. And that's what <laughs> was from with Ozzy then. Yep. yep. That was from Ozzy. Yep. But I found one where, um, was it Gary Sharon when he joined? When he joined Van Halen. Yeah, I have the magazine where he joined Van Halen. And it's like, and nobody thought that was a bad idea at the time. No. Well, they had just had the falling out with Sammy. I I, I just love seeing this stuff. Well, they had had the falling out with Sammy. They tried the reunion with Dave, and that didn't happen because Dave's ego wouldn't let it. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they tried to get Sammy back, and Sammy was just like, fuck it. I can't deal with you anymore. To the brothers, uh, to Eddie and Alex. And then uh, Extreme was done. So they hired Gary Sharon. I'm. So Hagar feuded with Eddie and Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For oh, yeah. years. Yep. For years. I didn't know this. Well, yeah. Th- that was the reason that Michael Anthony left the band. He couldn't take the drama. Couldn't take the shit. And that's why he's. That's why he. Even before Eddie got sick, Michael Anthony was gone. Yeah. 
He went with Hagar to do Chicken Foot. Yep. yep. And 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 he's now with the Circle. But yeah, uh, Michael Anthony's been with Sammy for quite a long yeah, time. Yeah. Um, and you know there was there was a lot of shit. And I th- like Sammy's come out now in in later years, like because him and Eddie reconciled. Mm-hmm. Him and Eddie and Alex reconciled yeah. before Eddie passed yeah. away. And it, a lot of it was management. It usually is with these things because I. They that just came out with Bruce Fairburn with Aerosmith. Yeah, that he was playing the band members up against each other. Come on. Yeah, and well, it, mostly mostly fucking Joey Kramer and Steven Tyler. Yeah, and basically saying that oh yeah, Steven says this and oh this person says this and this and he, Bruce Fairburn is like he was saying that I was just doing it to make everybody better, doing the old you know well this person's saying that you're not good enough oh. and then that's gonna make him better to show the other person. No, what no. you're doing is pissing people off. Yeah, you're and you're killing the golden goose. Yeah, you know, and wow. so like no matter what he says, his reasons were. I mean, it's doing that kind of bullshit never works. And I never and and, and when I watch those videos of him with the Pump album, yeah, and you know, and the Permanent Vacation album, and it's like, oh my god, it's like I'm thinking, what wasn't on camera? What shit stuff did you not show? Well, yeah, I mean, if you go back, I mean, because that 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 era, the late ninety or the mm-hmm. late eighties, early nineties, yeah. was like the boom of the home of the music home video market. Yeah, yep. There, everybody had one. Yep, because you had a year and a half in the life of Metallica. Yep, which is the making of the Black Album. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, bon Jovi did several of them. Aerosmith did several of them. Skid Row, Motley Crue, um, Motley did one. Slaughter. Yep. Cl- Cliff them all came out. Yep. That Cliff them oh, all yeah. came out. Um, uh, you know that was, and you saw a lot of shit that. Um, I mean, today we take it for granted because of the twenty-four hour news cycle, yeah. and everybody having a, a camera in their pocket. Yep. Yeah. But back then, it was like groundbreaking to see that, like. Um, from a year and a half in the life of Metallica, mm-hmm. which, like I said, documents the making of the Black Album, mm-hmm. and it's that's the first album that Bob Rock produced with Metall- for Metallica. Correct. And there's that iconic scene in there where Bob Rock says to James Hetfield about singing something better, and James just snaps. Yep. If you want it done better, go in and sing it yourself. Yep. You know, you never saw that. Yeah. Yeah, and Aerosmith, I must have watched the Aerosmith ones hundreds of times. Oh, yeah. And just to see, like, and there was always little spats between, and when you see, you know, the, the band members arguing, and then John Kladner comes in, and it's like, you know, ah, that 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 could be our angel. That's not too bad. It's like always comparing to the last album. Yes. And it's like just seeing the creative process and those songs that never made it. Yeah. That they said, oh, we're going to do this song, this song. And it never, you know. And then 100 years down the line, you have the Lost Tapes. Yeah. Every, every, yeah. Oh, every band nowadays has ta- yeah. the Lost Tapes. They weren't lost. That was shit that nobody wanted. Uh, okay, this is a really good song, but we're contractually obligated to give... Uh, uh, who the fuck is the guy that they wrote with all the time back then? Oh, fuck. Um, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, if they released a song, they had to give this guy money. No, he just he they brought him on and he a lot of the hits that Aerosmith had, including like Don't Wanna Miss a Thing. Yep. Uh Angel. 
a lot of his name begins songs. with a D. We're Desmond not, Child. Desmond Child. He wrote for Kiss too. Yep. He did a lot of stuff with Kiss. Yep. Oh. That man is responsible for the careers of a lot of fucking people. Fuck no yeah. shit. Desmond Child. One of the one of the I don't I don't want to call him the best songwriters, but one of the most I think for that period for that and for, for that, that genre. Period, for that period at that time, he was he had his hands in everything. Oh yeah. You know, and yeah, I won't call him the best because best to me, people like Bernie Taupin and Elton John. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, the stuff that they wrote together. Yes. And uh, Jim Steinman and Meatloaf. And Meatloaf, yeah. I mean, th- those collaborations were amazing. But but Desmond Child did so much pop rock stuff. You would yeah, not Yeah, he believe. worked with everybody. And the, the, he, he, he can sit back on royalties for life. Literally. Even if he gets a penny. And he's never released an album. Yep. I but never he, knew that. And he's written with everybody. Kiss, Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiss, Bon Jovi, Aerosmith. Uh, you 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 see Desmond Child's name everywhere. Yeah. I think he even has a, a credit or two on Ozzy records. And when you when you listen Holy to shit. and when you listen to the like the stories behind some of these songs, which of course you never know this shit happens. He'll write a song and have the bones of it. Yeah. And shop it around. And then finally, oh, this band will take it. And you sit there and think, so wait a minute. So, like, Kiss could have had Angel. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what would that have sounded like? Aerosmith could have had... I don't remember if, if he was on with um, Hide Your Heart. Hide your, I, I think Did, he is. Yeah, because I think Hide Your Heart was not... Yes, because four people released Hide Your Heart in one year. Kiss, Ace Kiss, Freely. Ace Freely. Uh, it was a country singer. Uh-huh. And it was like, yeah, it was and it, four people Come on. Look it up. Not kidding. Four people released Hide Your Heart in one year. Different versions. Different bands. Yep. And each of them none of them were not too bad either. One of them was like a Euro pop band. Oh my god. But everybody, you know, and, and it's like, well, which is the best version? Every one of them kind of has their merits. You like you like the Ace version. I love the Ace version. I I I like Ace I'm one. I might be one of the few people that loves Ace's delivery and singing. Yeah, because it sounds like that rough. You've had a life. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. See now, I've I've never been able to get a band to agree to play "Hide Your Heart." I love that song. That's one of my favorite Kiss songs. It is. It's a great song. I know. I I love that song. I can never get anybody. I never could get a band to agree to play it. Like we would do other Kiss stuff. Like everybody always wants to play Strutter. Yeah, yeah, they have it. Well, we, yeah, we know Kisses. I mean, there's every Strutter's not a bad song. It's not a bad. Is that song. like the first song on the first album? Was that the first one? Somewhere around there. I think I think it might have been. That might have been the one that, like, when you when everybody that was your Strutter was pretty much everybody's first thing in a Kiss. Yep. And I mean, we played it with Snacky for years. Mm-hmm. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, and yeah, the the Hot in the Shade album just gets derided. I like that album. That's, yeah, that is one of my favorite albums from Kiss, and it really is. Yeah, it's it's not a bad record. Oh, um, hang on, I'm trying to think if there's any other tribute bands like more obscure that I would want to do. That's what I mean. It has to be something that not, if I that that they're they're not around anymore, or they're people are not going to see them. If that's I, why Get the Let Out is. So popular. Fuck them. I know, but some people <laughs> like Led Zeppelin. 
And some people are wrong. <laughs> a lot of people are wrong. That's right. Yeah, uh, you know, know, if I had, if I could, <laughs> and, and, like, if I had the chops to do it. Yeah. Okay. Or the pipes just to sing it. If I had the chops on the bass to do it or the pipes to sing it, one band that I would have loved to have done a tribute for is Mr. Big. Oh. I love Mr. Big. Yeah. I love Billy Sheehan's bass playing. I, that was a super group before super group was a thing. I love Paul Gilbert's guitar playing. Now, I might could pick apart some of Billy Sheehan's stuff. <laughs> yeah. But finding a guitar player that can accurately pull off Paul Gilbert, therein lies the fucking challenge. Musically, Mr. Big is awesome. I yeah. will give you that. But I never cared for the songs. You're probably lumping everything in with with uh, with to be with you. I can't help it because you hear that boom. <laughs> yeah, they were. How many albums did they put out? They were just five or six. Really? Yeah. They to this day they're to this day they're they're releasing shit in like overseas. To this day they're releasing shit overseas. Huh. Um. But I, like I go back to the first album and the first thing I heard from them back going back to the headbangers ball days was addicted to that rush. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a great fucking song. And you see the the genius of Billy Sheehan mm-hmm. and the genius of Paul Gilbert. You know, when, when, when Eric Martin, the singer of your band is the least talented dude in your band, you mm-hmm. know, you're doing something fucking right. Because Pat Torpey was a hell of a fucking drummer, too. We're going to have to throw cold water on him pretty soon. I might be. I might have to, <laughs> I might have to touch myself. God damn. Oh, Christ. Just talking about Mr. Big, man. It's not, it's just not, it's not one of the best. <laughs> I love Mr. Big. Fuck you. You, you could be wrong all you want. Okay. No. I, damn. I didn't know that. I honestly there, didn't know they were around that long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but why? The, we know. You're, you thought... Def Leppard had three albums. They're pre. Yes. <laughs> no, they're no, they're pre grunge. Oh, pre grunge. Yes, they're, they're pre grunge. Pre grunge. <sighs> it was gonna happen. I know. Believe it or not, while I was thinking up this list about that '90s band, and I, I really did think I think a good '90s band tribute band out there could make money now. Oh, absolutely. Because there's, I mean, you have someone that plays Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and all Foo you, Fighters, you, yeah, Soundgarden. You basically have to just get up to the mic. Hello, I can do it. And that's Stone Temple Pilots, and that's Nirvana, and that's all more than the one. I I I I want to get to you. No. Rate me. Rate me again. <laughs> the only one that didn't sound like that was Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell was in a league uh, of his own. And Lane Staley. And Lane Staley. Chris Cornell was in a league of his own. 100%. I'm going to be honest with that. The the man, you know, I won't turn for a lot of people, but Chris Cornell would have been one of them. You know, another fun one to do would be, and it would be kind of like along the lines of my Danzig idea of doing like a career-spanning retrospective. Mm-hmm. This one for me would be a lot of fun. Henry Rollins. Damn. Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. Go back, going back to Black Flag? Going back to Black Flag. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I, I love Black Flag. And I love the Rollins band. You know, I would that that would be fun. I, I would like to hear Black Flag albums 
better produced. Well, those are got to be some of the worst produced albums I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I mean SST didn't have money. Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> SST Records didn't have money, but they they remaster and reissue like everything else. It doesn't need it. Please remaster Black Flag. You would have to re-record it. And I don't think you're ever going to get those guys in the same room again. No, they got the master tapes. They clean it up. They play with the knobs and dials. Ooh, I don't think I don't think there's any amount of playing and cleaning up that's going to fix that. <laughs> Especially if you go back to the early shit, like the like the Des Kadena era Black Flag. That was before Rollins. They're before probably, Rollins, they yeah. probably weren't any master. The master tape of that is like a cassette in someone's back pocket. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a compilation out there called "The First Four Years." which is all of the singers leading up to Henry joining the band. How many singers did they had before him? Holy shit. Two or three. Des Kadena was the singer right before Rollins. Uh-huh. And um, Henry tells a great story about how he joined Black Flag. Um, he was working at a haagen ice cream parlor in Washington, D.C. I can't picture that. Yes. He was actually the manager. Him and Ian Mackay oh of God. Minor Threat worked at the same haagen Okay. So they drove up or they took the train up from D.C. to New York City to see Black Flag play. Uh-huh. And they had hung out with the guys in Black Flag when they were back east touring before. And they. Henry says to Dez Kadina, who's the singer, that, hey, we got to go. Um, so Dez asked him what song he wants to hear. And he says, clocked in. Okay. okay. So Dez says, uh, this next song is for our friend Henry. This is called Clocked In because he's got to leave to go to work. Henry jumps on stage, takes the mic from Dez, oh, God. and sings Clocked In. So they go back to, uh, him and Ian go back to D.C. And they're sitting there the next day at, the apart- at Henry's apartment. Mm-hmm. And he gets a phone call. <laughs> it's Greg Ginn. The guitar player from Black Flag. Yeah. Says, hey, do you want to come up to New York and hang out? Uh, sure. Okay. Oh, so he goes back up to New York and ends up auditioning. Or they ask him, they say Des wants to switch over to rhythm guitar. Mm. Would you want to Would you want to sing for the band? Yeah. So they ran through some stuff and they hired Henry and the rest is history. He went back to D.C., quit his job, sublet his apartment, sold his car, and jumped in a van to learn the set on the road. Wow. You know, how come whenever I hear something about like that that punk scene on the East Coast, minor threat is always somewhere in, in every in every story somehow. Well the thing is, minor threat and uh <laughs> like at the time Henry had Henry had sang in a band before that called the Teen Idols. Yeah. Okay, the Teen Idols and Minor Threat and the Bad Brains were like the genesis of East Coast hardcore, especially like the DC hardcore scene. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It all starts with Minor Threat, the Bad Brains, and the Teen Idols. Henry then leaves and joins Black Flag. The Bad Brains continue on. To this day, the Bad Brains are still going. And Ian Mackay ended up dissolving Minor Threat and starting Fugazi. 
Okay. And Fugazi is still going to this day. And that is the one true fucking DIY band. Oh, yeah. They own their label. They record their own shit. They release their own shit. You will never pay more than, I think, 15 bucks or 20 bucks for a ticket to see minor, uh, to see Fugazi. Huh. You'll never pay exorbitant fees for a T-shirt. It's, you know, I mean, Ian Mackay takes the DIY punk ethos, like, super seriously. Mm-hmm. That's gospel to him. Yeah. And, like, going back to the early 1980s, it was Henry Rollins and Ian Mackay. So I said, it seems like every time a story comes out about that era and that scene, you got to hear minor threats. Minor threats always in somebody's story. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's so much good shit out there from like early minor threat mm-hmm. and early black flag. Um, I got to find it. I got to let I'll let you borrow my copy of get in the van. It's Henry. Roll- it's all called from Henry Rollins's journals. In his time with Black Flag. Really? Yes. Mm. Dude, there's some stories in there that would that will spin your fucking head. Especially like when when like when he gets out west. He was living in a in a garden shed in the Gin's backyard. Oh my god. Yeah. It, Henry didn't have a place to live. Yeah. He, you know, he had no money. Mm. So he was living in a shed in Greg Gin's parents' backyard. That's when I was <clears throat> I'm reading that book, uh, Dave Grohl, uh, Storyteller. Yeah. And he's telling stories about how when he auditioned for Scream and how he went out touring with Scream <clears throat> and the days where they had like a, a $5 stipend for a day, you know, and you had to watch your money. And then when they got signed, you know, you're, you're staying in, in shack hotels or just sleeping in a van, you know, even touring Europe and shit like that. Yep. You know, uh, there were communities over there that they would they would go to and he just bed bugs all over. It was just horrible, you know, but they did it. And then when he went to Nirvana and they got signed and they started touring, they started touring larger clubs, but then they didn't have to worry about money. They were actually sleeping in nice hotels. Yeah. It, it was, it's, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah. I mean, uh, the shit that these bands went through and, and the places they, they played, you know, they're, they're Playing for peanuts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They they would they would they would get together, okay, we're gonna go tour, and then they tour and then go back to their they had jobs. Yeah. You know, go back to a, a nine to five job and then another couple of months, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go here and tour. Blah 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 blah. But well, yeah. Uh I mean that the there's I mean tons of stories of that. Um even to the like into the two thousands. Uh the guy that Took over singing for Quiet Riot when Kevin DeBro passed away. Okay. He was a house painter. Mm-hmm. Really? They would go do the summer festivals. Okay? Mm-hmm. They'd go do the summer festivals, and this guy would come home and go back to painting fucking houses. <laughs> Which has got to be weird. Joey Turner from Warrant. He did construction. Wow. Yep. Yeah, everybody has jobs on the side when they're when they're at that level. Yeah. I mean, and with a band like Warren or even Quiet Riot, to go from like you're selling out stadiums to you have to work a day job. Yeah, yeah, you know, oh, that's fucked up. Have a boss yelling in your ear, <laughs> boss screaming in my ear about who I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Get a three piece Wall Street smile, and son, you'll look just like me. Yeah, it's 
that's got to that would have to would suck. And then of course some people they have to go back to that. Yeah, you know. Although you don't hear much about any musician out there, you know that like where are they now? There's not a, you know, it, it'd be interesting. I mean, where where do some of these people end up? I don't know. You know? I don't know. I mean, uh, I like you see every once in a while you see like where are they now to wrestlers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like a uh, few of the big ones that stick in my head are uh, Tito Santana. Mm-hmm. He retired from the ring, and he became a school teacher. Come on, he's a high school teacher in New Jersey. Hmm. Yeah, isn't um, the the guy who was like they got rid of because of the terrorist angle? Yep, um, he's a he's an Italian guy. He's a, yeah, and they made him Muhammad Hassan was his yeah, character. Yeah, Muhammad Hassan, and then there was the bombing in London, and they quick pulled the angle. Yes, um, he like he was the. He, he didn't leave the wrestling business. The wrestling business left him. <laughs> yeah. He's now a principal of, of a school in upstate New York. What yeah. the and hell? He's, and he's Italian. Yeah. He's an Italian dude, but they had him playing a Muslim guy. Yeah. And they were the people would come to the ring like in on wearing all black and beat up the other wrestlers on behalf and all that. And then the bombing happened in in um London. London. Yeah, that was what the Ariana Grande. No, 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 no. We're going back quite a few years. We're going back. Yeah, we're going back quite a few years. Immediately, it's like he's gone. Yeah. He's gone because it's like, you know, you, you can't you have person like act like a terrorist. Right. Um, another one is um, Shane Douglas. Okay. For a while, Shane Douglas was working at a Target. Really? Yeah. Didn't Shane Douglas so kind of somehow make his own demise in the wrestling business? Uh, he burned a lot of bridges. He burned a lot of bridges. Burned nothing. He brought, he brought dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> he, that yeah. son of a bitch was. Well, he, I mean, he, he had a habit of burying people that maybe he shouldn't have buried. Mm-hmm. Um, Ric Flair. Come oh, on. He that's had a not, bridge you can't burn. He did. Oh. Yeah. But to be fair. Flair kind of held him back. I also heard that he showed up to the ring a lot fucked up. What, Douglas? Yeah. I never heard that. I never heard that. Because, like, I, everything I ever heard about Shane was in the ring. He was a complete professional. In fact, a lot of the ECW guys, like, Shane called out for their bullshit. Hmm. I never I never heard that about Douglas. It was on one of it because Shane Douglas appeared in an indie wrestling movie. Yeah. and um, Wrestlers like, versus Zombies. No, no, this was a, a whole different one. Oh, okay. It was like the Underground Deathmatch or something, and it was a series of films. Oh, Al Snow is in them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like, it, it, they're just, they're a series of terrible movies that revolve around the wrestling industry. The storylines are not coherent. It's like, basically, there's a wrestling deathmatch. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a deathmatch wrestling underground kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. Where the wrestlers will wrestle until they die to win the grand championship. How, however, however, <laughs> well, it, like I said, you, you, it's like fight to the death. But they have ring announcers. Like kickboxer. I guess. Uh, yeah, the, but, like the Kumite. But, but they also yeah. have big sponsorships. So like the running man. Yeah, but it's all said it, but it's all hush hush run by gangs and, and drug dealers. 
Okay. There's so, multiple movies. Oh, yeah. Like three movies. Al Snow is in all three of them. What and the fuck I, is this called again? It's like Ultimate Wrestling Deathmatch. I'll look them up. I don't want... I've seen reviews of them. And dear God... And they, but they've taken plate. They use actual fe, like indie feds uh-huh. to seed the thing. Yeah, and they would tell people to just kind of show up and do go crazy, do this, do that. You know. Oh my god! And people were just showing up. And, you know, it's just <laughs> like it's like this is a no DQ match, and then a chair gets thrown in the ring, and the referee DQs a guy. It's like, wait, get the storyline straight here. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> But the owner, yeah, the the guy that produced it was in the film as well, and um, I guess there's one of the female valets that he decided to make his girlfriend. That everybody's saying he just to make out with her in the movie. Oh God! And one of the best, there was a death scene. I say this is one of those that I don't even think we could review with a straight face. But it's not even so bad; it's good. It's terrible. But there's a scene where a character dies. Uh huh. So the character dies. He, gets, he they fade to black, and after fades to black, you hear and cut. Nice, no. <laughs> it's a, nice. It's a, you need to you need to get me the title of this. I will. I'll get you the title. I'll text them to you tonight. Nice. Um, <laughs> oh my lord! All right, Jim, you've had enough time to think about this. <laughs> I'm kind of shocked that he went 90s. I am. It wasn't a bad oh, I idea. I told you I was doing it. I originally was doing it to to make to make fun of you, and I was trying to think of like a tribute band to STP, and I was gonna. But as I more I thought about it, I was like, no, a fucking '90s band that would be fun. I would go to see that. I would dress up in flannel, and I would like Raven. Yeah, and I would you know because I got the jacket. I just need the flannel, and I would go and I would watch a '90s tribute band, and then I was coming up with the name. And Frustrated Incorporated, I love that song. Yeah. And I was like, that actually even fits with the whole genre. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's that's very good. I I, I, I applaud you. Yeah, that was, that was a fucking It's not one. pizza in a cup good, but you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> let's, not even, uh, uh, let's not even go there. I'm just trying to stall for Jim because I no, can see he's still... No, no, there were... There were, there were you know, it, you talk about Zeppelin and, and, and shit like that. You know, AC, they're all over the place. You know? Sadly. Sadly, but I, I can't remember around here ever seeing like a, a Soundgarden tribute band. Well, it's because nobody can fucking sing like Chris Cornell or Pearl Jam tribute band. Right. Well, it's because nobody wants to sing like Eddie Vedder. See, no, no, see that. But I had a different take on it, where it's like, okay, in order to have a good tribute band, you need to have at least six songs. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean. In your opinion, they don't. You can't that's, just that's play Black Hole Sun for twelve minutes and say there's one. Bad Motorfinger, Rusted Cage. Oh come on! No 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 no! Go on. Spoon Man. The day I tried to live. I don't even know the pretty noose. You're 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 bringing. You're just you're pulling shit. Point, at, point Jim. What do you mean, Point Jim? Point Jim. You can't say Point Jim. You asked Jim. for six songs. He gave you six. That's not the point. The point, no, six popular songs. He gave them to you. I don't know those songs. I They're do. not popular. <laughs> you, you're a fucking human jukebox. Don't even give me that. You know you know all this goofy shit. It's like, I've seen Buckethead without his bucket, so don't even. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have seen Buckethead without the bucket. <laughs> oh, yes, we know. Uh, you knowing a song... 
is not impressive. <laughs> because you know them all. Somebody hating. No, that's not hating. That's just fact. If we're like that beat the remember that beat the geek. Can you show? take that fucking thing off your head? No. It's, I can't because that's what I hear out of. No. Do you remember that show, Beat the Geeks? Yeah. You and the music, you are the music geek. Yeah. You know, it's like you sit there. When I sit there and listen to you sometimes. Yes. It's like, you know, and this rig was a Yamaha, this, and he had his all. This is where he actually had the knobs on it. You know where the knobs were on a fucking amp for an album. That's insane. <laughs> well, Guitar World used to do a, a rig rundown column. Exactly, exactly. It's like I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I applaud that. If there's ever music trivia, I know you're the one I can count on. But when he starts naming songs I've never heard of, you hearing of them means nothing. <laughs> he mad. <laughs> He's mad. Okay, go on. No, I, what? <laughs> well, I interrupted you. Soundgarden was one. Yeah. And I, I think Pearl Jam would be another good one. Oh, for fuck's sake. What? You can't play Jeremy Any, 43 come on. times. Any, you know, can you step outside of the grunge circle? That, you know, I mean, can you imagine a Pearl Jam show, how much that would stink? How about a Weezer, a Ooh, Weezer there's tribute? there's a good one. Oh, God. Uh. You mentioned about Pearl Jam. What, was, what I didn't realize, they just, uh, they did a tour. But they did... Uh, a small venue tour. Okay. Like, uh, like they were going to places like the Sherman Theater. They didn't go to the Sherman, but yeah. in bigger cities, they went to... Yeah, a smaller venue. Smaller venues, like where they first started. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, it'd be cool if it wasn't Pearl Jam. I know you'd but say anyway. that. That's okay. <sighs> Terrible band. Can't, I can't believe you just go against like that. Terrible band. Weezer would be a good one. I would, I would, I would actually check that out. I love Weezer. Uh. What's that song, Pork and Beans? Pork and Beans, that's what we should call it then. That'd be a good Pork and Beans. I think people would be thinking about something about Mary. Undone. How'd, how'd you get to Pork Undone. and Beans? There you go. Undone, the Weezer tribute. Uh, okay, I, I don't know enough Weezer. The sweater song. It's just, yeah, all of it's shit to me. Nah. This is a guy who, who loves Aerosmith, so. No, no, look, first off, I was on board with Buddy Holly, right? Uh-huh. Oh. Until I saw the video. My How do you God. not like that video? Uh, no, the, don't you remember? Because it's inconsistencies. You have somebody here and somebody here. Yeah, the continuity is way off. Way <laughs> off. I mean, one native minute the Fonz by the bathroom, Bella. and then he's overhitting on somebody at the table. But the person that's sitting at the table hasn't even come into the door yet. Honestly, they could have done better. Bella was so pissed at that concert. That was the one thing she wanted to record, the one Weezer song she wanted to record. Uh-huh. And we get in the car to go home. She had it. She had the camera facing her, and she didn't realize it. Uh, so he got she her. Missed, she missed it. She, she was flipping she did, out. She did a react video to Buddy oh Holly. Oh my god! Well, she had. She was holding it up, and she didn't realize. Oh, she was pissed. Yeah, I would. Uh, I w- I would. A Weezer tribute might be fun. No, I I don't think it. Not for me. I, Weezer's not. But like I, I I I have gone to see a tribute band. One time, and it was because the tickets were free. I went to see Voyage, which is a journey tribute. Okay. They were fantastic. Mm. They were the opener. The headliner was, um, what the fuck is that? Sh- uh, Jesse's Girl. Rich okay, Springfield. the 80s, yeah. Oh, Jesse's Girl was the band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking terrible. 
I don't know that I've seen Jesse's Girl or not. You would think by watching them that the 80s was nothing but pop, was nothing but mall pop. I remember you telling this, yes. Spandex yeah. and neon. Yeah. Fuck you. No, 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 no. Every 80s, every 80s anything out there. Okay, that is what the 80s was looking back. Just like when people think the 90s, all people think of is people walk around all depressed and, and angry. Flannels. Exactly. Fl- yes. Now, we all know that wasn't the case, but that's what the you, perception is. You were depressed and angry. Nah, fuck that. I'm depressed and angry all the time. <laughs> what do you mean? It didn't, it didn't take a special year for that. Now, fuck that. Fuck Jesse's girl. Yeah, well, Rubik's Cube is about the same, you know? Which is very weird when you see all that pop and they're playing Crazy Train. Yeah. And what always gets me about that is the people in that crowd. You know these bastards weren't listening to Ozzy. You know they weren't. No, they were listening to Madonna and Debbie Gibson. Yeah. Right? But they put on Ozzy and it's like everybody's like, you don't fucking know Ozzy. Kiss my ass, you know Ozzy. That would be an interesting fucking tribute. Hmm. Nothing but 80s hair metal. I thought about that, and all I could think about was Steel Panther kind of. It, it would have a Steel Panther vibe. Yeah, it would I, have a, I'd love to. I'd love to have it, but I mean, my God, it's like what? As long as it's and you have on the bill, no ballads. No, 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 no ballads, no ballads. You'd have to do a home couple. Sweet Home. No ballads, no ballads. We have no no ballads here. No ballads. No fries, chiefs. <laughs> yes. No coke, Betsy. That's because I, I, if I don't like that, whatever, like, you know, see, that's what the problem is. See, oh, we're going to play this song. And it's like, oh, every rose. No, no. The more better songs than that. You know, I don't like because the, the ba- something to believe in. No. If they're going to do poison, you do one skinny bop. No. Look what the cat dragged in. I'll agree. Yep. You know, Nate, what's wrong with Skinny Bob? Ride the Wind. There's a good one. Yeah, oh, it's an all right one. You know, but there's so many great ones. Everybody's like something to believe in. You it's know? a great song. It's it's not. It's a great song. I don't like. I've great no- story behind it. Okay, fine. Every song is a great story behind it. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's that's a false statement right there. <laughs> no. Okay. Most. Most songs. Some songs. Some songs. But no, they, you can do the 80s, but just like you don't have to do power ballads. You know, maybe one set in like, you know, every third Saturday. You got to troll one. the power ballads. Heaven by Warrant. Warrent has better. Nah, 32 hole, pennies. Hole in my wall. Hole in my wall. I like, I always, I always love 32 pennies. Hmm? It's a great song. Yeah. Warrant had such a great songs other than. You know, and Uncle Tom's Cabin, I hate. What? I don't like yeah, that song. I, 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 I love I, that song. I don't love that song. I shouldn't say hate. I don't hate any song, but it's one that I don't want to hear. I love Uncle Tom's Cabin. No, I don't hate any song. Name a song I hate. Exactly. I don't but, hate songs. But, I don't like songs. I'd rather not listen to songs, but I don't hate. I do. Anything by Zeppelin. See, I don't hate stuff like that. Oh. I just think it's especially um, what's the ice and snow one that is overplayed in every fucking Viking movie. 
Im- immigrant song. Yeah, that one. That's overplay. Every time there's a battle sequence in any movie. Oh, that was in the new Thor movie, I think. Exactly. Yeah. We, oh, <laughs> it was in Shrek. Valhalla. So, yeah, it was in a Shrek movie, so it's jumped the fucking what shark. What are you singing about Valhalla? It would jump the fucking shark. Singing about Norsemen and Vikings. So, so use a monomarth. Fuck. Yeah, there you go. I mean, there's an actual Viking fucking band. It's too heavy. What? <laughs> no. What? Yeah, I think oh. I think you broke him. I just, I, can you picture a monomarth in a fucking Shrek movie? Yes. No, not a no. I'm saying for a Thor movie, that's where you use a monomarth. <laughs> And because, and then people, you get people in the theater standing up and go, fucking A! Here's the, no, I got the perfect song to be playing in a Viking battle. Hmm. In a Viking battle scene. A Fine Day to Die by Bathory. Oh, see? That shit sounds good. Or Odin's Ride Over Nordland. See? Tons of stuff. Except, no, why do they play Led Zeppelin? Flight of the Valkyries. No. That's an opera. I know. And that's for Vietnam. Yeah, and I think they did fly. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, I think they did fly the Valkyries in the Thor movie, too, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they did when the Valkyries were coming in. Yeah, it's like, come on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's like any time a battle sequence, oh, we got to play the immigrant song. Yeah. You know. <sighs> Jesus. But I, don't, but I don't hate them. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of hate to go around. We know this. I got plenty of hate to go around. So we've established a few things with this exercise. <laughs> Bill does his homework and is well prepared. Yes. Yeah. Eric comes up with things off the top of his head and they make sense. Jim is a fucking slacker. I'm a flop. And he fails. You get an F. I will be prepared next week. You get an F. Oh, you Bill. Typo. Bill, you get an A+. Plus. I got an A plus. I got an A plus. I will give myself a B. I get to grade myself. All right. So I get to, I I will give myself a B. Now we're going to do, we're actually going to have a format and uh, like a plan for next week. Yes. We're going back to our deep dive series. This time we are diving into a band we mentioned earlier. We are going to be listening to, dissecting, and ingesting the catalog of the great typo negative. Oh, <laughs> this is awesome. I love... I'm actually... I'm going above and beyond, too, with this one. How so? Um, Bloody Kisses has two versions of the album. Yes. I'm listening to them both, and I'm going to compare and contra- contrast. Well, Oh, my. You uh, guys don't have to. I will. But I, like, I, I have them both. So I'm going to do them both. Yeah, I, I have access to both of them as well. When I bought, when I bought Bloody Kisses yeah. back in 1993. Mm. Um, actually, I'll tell it now because I'll prob- I may forget next week. <laughs> um, my intro to Typo Negative, mm-hmm. I was living, I was stationed in Georgia at the time. Yeah. And Hard and Heavy Video Magazine was a thing. I was at my buddy's house, new issue of Hard and Heavy. We pop it in. The first video on the cassette on the video cassette is Typo Negative's Christian Woman. Mm-hmm. I went to the mall the next day. Went to Fye or what or the wall or whatever the hell yeah. it was probably at the, the time. wall at that time. At that time, yeah, it was probably the wall. And I bought 
Bloody Kisses. And I bought the Digipack. Yep. That has less songs, but they're longer songs. Mm -hmm. It's the way that Typo actually envisioned the songs. Uh The one that was in the Jewel case, more songs, shorter songs. Got you. Instead of Christian Woman Mm -hmm. being eight and a half minutes long, I think on the Jewel case version, it's like four. Yeah, I have to. I have to look again. Hmm. But my yeah, my version of, of Bloody Kisses actually has the sticker from the wall still on it. So if I ever need to replace it, you take it back that way. I, I, yeah. have, a, I have a couple like that. <laughs> Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Yep. So I'm sticker oh, on the back. I just I I'm, I'm I, I I hesitated because I know the yeah the collection's not huge. No. So I didn't want to start listening to it till tomorrow. Right. And I figure if I can listen to an album a day and I'll be all set to go. Um, we're going to do Slow, Deep, and Hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually going to do their quote-unquote live album because it's not really a live album. Yeah, it was a fake. It was a fake live album. That's Origin of the Feces. Okay. Um, which has one of the greatest typo negative songs on it. Unsuccessfully coping, coping with, with the you. natural yeah. beauty of yeah. infidelity. Holy shit. It's got a good song. Oh, it's a good song. Great song. I got the tab to it, too, in one of my magazines. Well, uh the precursor to uh, my band uh, many years ago, uh, Euclid, and what Euclid became uh, when we were south of Sanity and things like that, we played. We didn't do the whole thing because it's like 13 minutes long. Yeah. But we did the middle section. We did the I know you're fucking uh. someone else section. <laughs> great. Great stuff. Oh. Um, then Bloody Kisses, October Rust, and so forth and World so on. World Coming Down. World Coming Down. All the way up to Dead Again. Yep. Which is the last one. So I think all told it's six or seven records. It's not a lot, which is good. It, yeah, it's but e- there, there's so much oh. easily digestible, but a lot of this, good stuff. This is gonna be one of those that's almost like unfair because I I know there's there's it's gonna be hard for me to find ones that I don't like. Yeah. Because these are albums that I have listened to so many times front to back mm-hmm. and love so dearly. Yeah. Me too. I, 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 I absolutely adore Typo Negative. Yeah. They are one of my all-time favorite bands. It was one of my favorite concerts I ever attended. Yep. My first black eye in a mosh pit. <laughs> so that's going uh, to be next week's show. Um, I think we're done, guys. We all spooky. Mm, spooky. Yeah, and it also fits in with yes. it being Halloween. Yeah. So are we dressing up next week? What? We could if you want to. Yeah. For for the for the talks, is that what the kids are calling it nowadays? The tickies, the tickies, tiki tockies, tiki tockies. But um, yeah, so that's what that's gonna be next week. Um, guys, if you're listening and you think of, can think of a band we should do a deep dive on, drop us a line. You know, but please, ten albums or less. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> wait, wait. Ev- eventually, a few damn near killed us. Eventually, we are going to do one that's more than 10 albums, but we're going to do it in two parts when we do Black Sabbath because we have to do Sabbath. Yeah. But we're going to do that in two parts. Um, so come back next week for Typo Negative's Deep Dive. Uh, until next time, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. <laughs> I'm Jim. See you later, motherfuckers.